This is Wednesday Interruption, episode number 140, The Speed of Gravy, for Wednesday, October 10th, 2012. On this week's episode, the single ladies of the Japanese seizure robots, the awards for the most ridiculous science, and we finally define criminal mischief. All that and so much more coming up right now on Wednesday Interruption. Wednesday, the middle of your week, the day that stands between you and being one step closer to a relaxing weekend. The day that just never seems to end. Sounds like you need an interruption. Who wants to have some fun? Oh, I have one speed, I have one gear. Go! Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Wednesday Interruption, episode number 144, Wednesday, October the 10th, 2012. Everybody's here except for <laughs> Brianne and Mary-Kate. So, so, yeah, so the, yeah, everyone's here. So, yeah, everyone important's here. Uh, <laughs> just Don and I today. Yeah, we're, you know, we're uh, flying, flying solo, not, but not really. Not at all, no, we're Ta-da. flying duo. No, that sounds stupid. Anyways, it's us. Uh, Mary Kate has eye trouble, and by that I mean, if anybody out there knows what this predicament is, please let me know. Not that it would help her Not immediately, at all, considering. Uh, but nonetheless, oh, I just got. Uh, never mind. Um, I just uh, I thought that might have been something from one of the uh, one of the people who who is not on the show right now. But anyways, uh, Mary Kate's eyes. I got, uh, her eyes are, uh, screwed up and, uh, they hurt, they hurt. They hurt. This is the worst story ever. <laughs> this is distracted. Get to the point. This is tra- distracted by technology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Mary Kate's eyes, they're, they're, yes. they're, uh, hazy and, and, and like, like things are foggy and then they hurt when she blinks, uh, which is not that's normal. Not, no, that's not okay. That's not okay. So she, I think she's getting those figured out, whatever that, whatever that is. And then Brienne, we just we, she could be dead for all we know. We honestly just I don't I, know where, where she is. I don't know where she is. She didn't respond to the Facebook message for the show. She didn't respond to Don's text. She upgraded to an iPhone. Right. Her, her excuse was always that she didn't get Facebook updates on her BlackBerry. Right. Mm-hmm. She upgrades to an iPhone and she still fails to jump in on the show information. So you know. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good at all. Yeah, it's really quite uh, frustrating. Frustrating. So frustrating. And she also didn't update her Facebook in like two days, so that's Oh, jeez. I'm just saying, I have I have no idea how else to creep on her because her fake Twitter account doesn't help. Well, no, because it, you run it. Right, I still get emails. It's like, you should follow this person. Like, Twitter. No. You could turn those off, or you could just nah, give up her account. We're never going to do that. She can't have it. We have to do something mean to her again through the account. Well, the first thing we did wasn't really mean. It was just no, fun. It was fun. We killed her. And <laughs> well, I guess that is kind we, of mean. We gave her a cat with, with you know, razor paws. <coughs> yeah, well, that's Kni- true. Knife, knife paws. Or well, scissors scissors, paws. The scissors, yeah. Eh, some sharp object. It's made of metal. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. So, um, I, think, have we, I think we've done a show before where it was just the two of us, right? Um... You know what? I don't actually don't think so. Oh wow! Well, I don't yeah. know. We we don't usually do many two man shows, but uh, you know we we got no, no choice. Well, we've never done one because you and I have never done. Okay, one. Okay, well, I meant like two, man, I, as in like I, I know. Yeah, I'm just being, being an ass. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, which I apparently did a good job at. So yeah. there you go. Very good. Very uh-huh. good job. Very really very nice and good. Today's show though is a barn burner of a show. If this show could light fire it would burn a barn down it would it would totally pick a barn as the as the structure it would just destroy Uh, and me having no idea what you're talking about just agrees yeah no it's a great show 
It's great it show. Is. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna talk about a floating hot tub. A hot tub that's awesome. a hot tub boat. All right. That's okay. that's what's coming up. We're also going to define for you criminal mischief. That's right. Which is something we've been we've been dying to do for a long time now. It's really not as fun as it sounds. No, but you know, at least when we read these stories of people being incited for criminal mischief, we can look back and say, Oh, that's why they're they got, you know, arrested for criminal mischief. Correct. So it's just about being more informed hosts than it is anything yeah, else. Yeah, and, and you and I will be informed, and yeah, the other two I will mean, suffer. You act like if they were here, they would be informed anyways. No. I just, we'll just, we're not going to talk about nail polish. It's going to be great. <laughs> this is a great show. No <laughs> nail polish. Uh, no random interjections about shopping or girl stuff. Um, no dog mauling Brian's face. Yeah, Brian's crappy internet connection. We yeah. don't have to worry about that. Yeah, this is a great show. Yeah, I just f- fire them. Fire them, okay. never, never come back. Uh, let's start off talking about Facebook, Twitter, and sex. Okay. Boom. Not like yeah. not like sex over Twitter or Facebook, which is not even really possible. Now, is that is that sexting? Would you consider that sexting if you engage in sexual discussion over Facebook and Twitter? I don't think you can put the word sex into either Facebook or Twitter. So you, you might mean? just have you might just have to use oh, the Oh, like it can't be like sex book or sex face. <laughs> sex face. <laughs> I like that. Or uh, oh, I guess you could do uh sexter or se- no you could do well, you could you could do sexter or 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 sex witter. <laughs> just 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 stop. <laughs> I like sex face better. I think someone um, should start a uh, social network <laughs> about only sex and it should be called sex face. I probably exist. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so research. Okay, were well, you gonna say something? No, I'm gonna incognito window and find out. <laughs> You're gonna what? Oh, please don't. That's a terrible idea. Your computer is gonna like blow up and exp- don't go to don't just, don't just go to sexface.com. I'm not. I'm googling. Okay, it. please Google sexface, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what could possibly come up. You know, I'm just gonna let it go, and we're gonna find out. Uh huh. This will be interesting. I'm, I'm gonna Google sexface.com. <laughs> Did I mean sex-face.com? Sure. Oh well, yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't really make much um, of a difference. Uh, all right. Let's see, is, uh, sex face is a band. Well, <laughs> yes. That's a so, <laughs> that's a great band name. That's sex awesome. face. What kind of music are they? All right. Are they jazz? Is, um, are they jazz musicians? Is that it? No, let's see. It's uh, sincerely. See. I have to go to their. I have to go to their MySpace page and find out. Elevator music. Uh, they have a song called "Disco of Doom." It's on YouTube. This elevator music is brought to you by Sexface. I don't know if it's gonna play in the background. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this at all. I just want one of their songs to be screaming Sexface. All right, it's like. It's like awful techno music. Oh, so I, I was envisioning it being like grunge or heavy metal or. Oh no, it's it's like straight up dubstep. Ah, oh, sex face dubstep. That's fun stuff. Yeah, you're you're yeah. That sounds that looks good. All right, moving yeah. on. Moving on. Wow, researchers. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm done with that. <laughs> no more sex face. No more sex face. <laughs> researchers at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. I'm blaming this on you. Me? Uh, yeah, you, because you're Why from me? Chicago. Yeah, I couldn't get in there. Those people are smart. Uh, they Well, this is a stupid study. I don't know why we waste our time with this stuff, uh, which means I'm going to actually move this story up because that's more relevant. Anyways, um, they say that Facebook, Twitter, and other social media pastimes are among the strongest temptations we now face right up there with sex and cigarettes. Interesting. What a great society we are. Our strongest temptations yeah. are Facebook, Twitter, sex, and cigarettes. Woohoo! <laughs> that is what's up. That's how you build yeah. a, a dominant society. Just take note, world, that if you... China. China. Well, they're pretty dominant, <laughs> but hey, okay, Ethiopia. You know what your problem is, Africa? Not enough sex, cigarettes, Facebook, and Twitter. That's right. All you need is the Marlboro Man. You're fine. Subjects... And I actually think this study is bogus because of how they did it but subjects ranged in the age from 18 to 85 they were given a blackberry and asked to let researchers know every 30 minutes if they had a scorching need to drop by their online hangout so facebook or twitter now two problems here number one they were yeah. given, they were given a blackberry well, yeah that's, that's, uh, this is problem number one 
Number two. I, out of principle, I would have been like, I'm not using this. I'm sorry. What is this device? Yeah. Uh, number two. I'm sure there were some people that actually said that, like, you know, a.k.a. everyone over 50 that was like, this thing? Yeah. What is this berry of blackness? Uh, <laughs> I thought I was getting a blueberry muffin. <laughs> They were also asked to mentally document other urges, such as smoking, drinking, sleeping, and sex. So here's the problem. Like, I don't... Yeah. So... Are we just, are we just like, having them sit in a room? No, they're, like, living their lives. Oh. So, like, if I'm just sitting there, I'm obviously going to go on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. And just exactly. be like, all right. But sure. I don't know if I have, like, an urge to do it, you know? I don't know. Also, no, I feel like it's more of a want than anything else. Yeah, like I understand, like, I'm bored. And the other problem is like people are doing. The only people who are going to have urges to smoke are smokers, people who are already smoking. Right. The only people who are going to have urges to drink are alcoholics. Um. Yeah. Uh. The, I never have an urge to or sleep. Or from Wisconsin. Well, that's a good point. Well, actually, what was the state that wasn't it? New Jersey that was the the most uh, drunk. Something state? over there. No, it was like North Dakota. Delaware. No, it was North Dakota. I think. Or we just hate North nah. Dakota. I remember. They suck. Yeah, Whatever. Um, and then the other thing That's is, right. I never really have the urge to sleep. Like, I think I have, like, I get tired, but I would never yeah. classify it as an urge. Like, I have to sleep. No. no. It's, like, it's not like, oh, if I don't sleep right now, I'm going to freak out. Yeah. So I don't know how much I agree with that. And then I also don't have an urge to be on Facebook or Twitter. It's just like, you know, that's, it's fluff. It just fills the space. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. there. So I so, use it. So this is, this is, this, I, I would classify this study as balls, um, is what I'm saying. So, uh, they, but here's what they came up with anyway. They, they said that the, res, that resisting the temptation to hit Twitter, Facebook, and other social media was harder to resist than the other urges people encountered. So it was actually the, the most difficult urge to overcome was the urge to go on Facebook or Twitter. I don't know if it's necessarily an urge or if it's just boredom. I mean, like you said, it's a gap filler. Yes. Like, I'm not sitting there, I'm, you know, and I'm in class, you know, I'm not sitting there like, oh, I need to be on Facebook right now. No, it's, this guy's boring. I don't understand what he's talking Please about. Please let this I'm class be over with so I can go on Ooh. Facebook. No, it's not that. It's just, I'm going to go on Facebook right now because I want to see what other people are doing that's more interesting than what I'm doing. Well, that was dumb research, right? That was stupid, wasting our time. You are dumb. You are so dumb. Yeah, University of Chicago, you unintelligent yeah. fools. Yeah, you take that. So now we move on to... Take that and feel bad about yourselves. The Ig Nobel Prize winners. Yes! Every year, uh, there's a Nobel Prize winners, and no one cares about them. No, they're stupid. No, they're stupid. <laughs> uh, again, ignorant fools. Uh, seriously, though, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, that stuff is so over my head. I just don't care. It's like, you're not, impress no. you're not impressing anybody with your Nobel Prize. I mean, they get up there and they're talking about, like, science. I'm like, pfft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna Medicine. Go, I'm going to go watch Seinfeld. Screw your science. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if Al Gore can win one, like, come on. Yeah, exactly. And Obama, let's not forget. I know. I know. I, I, just, yeah. I am all for science if, it's in, if it affects me in a practical term. Uh like frozen pizza is great science. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm very happy with that science. Science, uh, you can you can uh, you can be my friend again once you invent magic. Yes, please. I, so yeah, if you didn't invent magic, <laughs> this Nobel Peace Prize or Nobel Science Award, uh, I'm sorry, you weren't deserving of it. I agree. I just want magic. Once, once science invents magic, things are going to be great. So the Ig Nobel uh, prize, uh, prizes are the exact opposite of the Nobel Prizes. These are, right. This is research and science that, much like the University of Chicago, is, is meaningless, not as a whole, but I'm saying that that, that particular science was, is meaningless. Uh, it's not really, <clears throat> um, it doesn't amount to anything. It's stupid. Right. So the Psychology Prize went to these, pair, these people from the Netherlands, and uh, they did a study entitled, Leaning to the Left Makes the Eiffel Tower Seem Smaller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my. Good, good, good job, guys. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> the acoustics <laughs> prize went to Japan for creating the speech jammer, which is a machine that disrupts a person's speech by making them hear their own spoken words at a very slight delay. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. So um, I just like this to see. This has happened to me before because when I would do play-by-play, -play, sometimes that would happen in the ears. Um, so mm -hmm. they didn't really invent anything. Besides, you know, 
<laughs> all they did was route your audio back to you at a delay. Uh, and for right, what? Which I think sounds like a torture device. Yeah, right? More than anything. Ugh. Uh, the chemistry prize uh, went to a pair from... Oh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, it went to Johan Peterson, and they are credited as being from Sweden and Rwanda, which is a little different. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's odd. For solving the puzzle of why in certain houses in the town of Anderslov, Sweden, people's hair turned mm. green. That's actually... Probably helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's probably actually very helpful. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would want to know. My favorite on this list is the Literature Prize, which went to the U.S. Government General Accountability Office for issuing a report about reports about reports that recommends the preparation of a report about the report about reports about reports. Can you say that again? Yeah. It's the U.S. Government General Accountability Office. Okay? They issued uh-huh. they, they issued the rep- a report okay, uh-huh. about reports uh-huh. that are about reports. So reports about reports. How is reports. that possible? So you make a report uh, about reports. It's a report about reports reports. It's a re- no, they, they made a report about right. reports that are created about reports. So the GAO said... Now the actual... They stopped right there and I would have been mad. The actual title was uh, uh, of the study that they did was Actions Needed to Evaluate the Impact of Efforts to Estimate Costs of Reports and Studies. So they, so, so they, they issued a report about the impact of costs of reports. Uh, and so, then they recommend, by the way, they recommend in their issuing of uh-huh. this, uh, in, in their report, they recommend the preparation of a report about the report that's about reports that, isn't, that is about reports. So... Does that you follow along? They want they want another report about the report they just made. They well, no no no. Is that what was that was their recommendation? They recommend that you create a report about the uh-huh. report that's been created about the report about reports. So I suppose yes, they need a report about their own report. We need a report to tell us if this report was worth the cost. I think they need a report to shut the hell up. <laughs> Man. I agree. Uh yeah, that is a very well-deserved award. Uh, yes. Um, let's see. Fluid Dynamics Prize went to the U.S., Russia, and, yeah, and Canada um, okay. for studying the dynamics of liquid sloshing to learn what happens when a person walks while carrying a cup of coffee. This is very helpful stuff. Glad, glad I uh, it. it moves. It's liquid. Well, I, I love the name. Oh. Of the, I love the name of the report is titled "Walking with Coffee." Why does it spill? <laughs> <laughs> This is why we have lids. Gee, I, just, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I can't for the life of me figure out why why it spills when I walk. Um, oh, that's... Whew. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is a good one. Uh, the Medicine mm-hmm. Prize went to France for advising doctors who perform colonoscopies on how to minimize the chance that their patients will explode. Which is probably which is probably a good idea, but I didn't what? know I didn't know that was a side effect of colonoscopies. Like by the um, way, there's a well, chance you could explode. Now I will say that when they do that process, uh, they do have to pump air into the colon, so maybe they're preventing the colon from exploding. But I feel like we've already gotten past that. By the way, they call the title of the report is colon a uh, colonic gas explosion. During therapeutic colonoscopy, I was there's a there's <laughs> a therapeutic kind. So, just so stressed, I need to go. I need yeah. to go Ooh. get a get a colonoscopy. My weekly colonoscopy. So those are uh, a selection, uh, a schmear, yeah, if you will, of your Ig Nobel Prize winners. That's a great thing. It is great, and that's actually brought. That's from Harvard. The people at Harvard. Look at them go, huh? I'm just happy that there's uh, researchers out there that are willing to uh, recognize absurd research. Yes. Like all of this. It is It is helpful because those people are ridiculous. Like why are we – why do we pay for these things? I'm glad only like one or two of them came out of the United States. Or at least oh, one or two. Oh, man. 2000 – I remember the, we talked about this in an episode, but the 2009 winner was the woman who oh, – her last name was Bodner. I didn't even recognize this. Did we – Maybe we didn't talk about this. Elena Bodner in 2009, she's the one who invented the bra that can quickly convert into a pair of protective face masks. Oh, yes. I remember talking about yeah. this. Yeah. So there's actually a picture of her demonstrating this on stage at the at the 2009 ceremony. And there's three dudes who have 
a bra around their face. Um, That's good. Because, uh, you know, I guess the cups come apart and then you put the one side. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's helpful, you know, somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, for, for no one. Yeah, because we talked about how that would be really odd, uh, awkward to yeah, yeah, because if you yeah, if you're like, oh, I need a gas mask, and this woman just starts, you know, ripping her clothes off, that'd be uh. Well, first you're gonna think something else. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be like, whoa, <laughs> there's a time and a place, and neither of those are right now. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's a gas leak, <laughs> that's a good point. Or some sort of nuclear explosion where the gases are coming. I guess it's you just you know you implore the Jimmy Buffett strategy. Love me now or love me now. Well, I mean, it, it depends on if you can get out of the guest area or if you're stuck. If you're stuck, yeah, but if you can have a reasonable expectation of getting out. It also depends on the attractiveness of the woman. But I'm just saying, if a woman honest. starts removing clothes, man is just going to automatically assume that she assumes that you can't leave. Even if you can. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Again, it depends on the attractiveness of the woman. But... Either way. Yeah, in case of nuclear reaction, I don't know if it does. <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like know. in the case of a nuclear disaster in which I knew I was going to die, I feel like I would still hold on to some standards. Yeah, it's true. I would still have some kind of guideline yes. in place. That's true. You'd still probably stay north of the Mason-Dixon line. Because the last thing you want is for it to be like false alarm, and then you're like, oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. Never talk about that ever again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about this next story because it is funny. Um, okay. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone's seen this video. Maybe not. It's been all over the morning news, and maybe I'm the only one who watches morning news anymore. Yeah. A massive brawl between members of two wedding receptions at the Philadelphia Ooh. at this Philadelphia hotel. Have you not seen this? I have not. No. So it ended uh, with several arrests and a guy who died of a heart attack. Uh, the uncle of one of the brides died of a heart attack. So basically what happened is a fight started between two brothers at the Sheridan Society Hill Hotel and escalated after an object was thrown that hit others in the room. And then uh, there were two wedding receptions going on. Now, I don't know why the second wedding reception got involved with this. If it was just maybe it was just the other wedding reception was nearby and the Object was thrown that hit others in the other wedding reception. I don't know. But mm. there was this 15-year-old hotel guest, Max Schultz, who was just chilling in Philadelphia uh, for his birthday. And he recorded the whole thing. Um, and uh, police came in, and they had tasers and uh, and uh, were, were clubbing people. And it was good fun. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, a uh, wedding brawl going on. Yeah, right? What the hell? I mean, weddings are supposed to be joyous and fun, although they do include copious amounts of alcohol. I'd be curious to know if either of these or both were open bar. Uh, yeah, I would assume so. But, I mean, it's... If it's at the Sheraton, it's that's a classy it's place. Also, it's also Philadelphia. Like, why is two things going on simultaneously in Philadelphia ever? People are getting married. Yeah, but you know people are going to die if there's two events going on in Philadelphia. Ah, Yes. I mean, the same location, like his terrible plan. Especially at the Sheraton. Well, this is a classy yeah. establishment. As you know, this, they've, they've got a reputation to uphold. They do. They're a, they are a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're a classy bunch. That's what I was going to say. But you already used the word classy twice. So I was like, all right. And I wasn't going to say it. And then I did anyway. I think we can safely use the word classy as much as we want. Okay, fair enough. Then they're a classy, classy establishment, and they deserve to have their class. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and they should they should keep that class intact. Well, you know, you know the Sheridan. They're famous uh, for playing Sex Face on the elevators. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, great music. <laughs> they crank up the dubstep in the elevators. <laughs> I would love to get in an elevator at a hotel and dubstep was playing. Oh my god. That would be so funny. Oh, it'd be great if there were like lights on the elevator that were like like going with the music of dubstep. Oh, be, that'd, yeah. That'd be fun. Japanese seizure robots with the dubstep. <sighs> I w is Japanese seizure robots still around, by the way? I I mean, it has to be, right? I and mean, you Googled sex face. I think you can Google Japanese seizure robots. It was just seizurerobots.com, man. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know why they were Japanese. Japanese seizure robots. Yeah, it is. They're still there. Someone yeah, has been still there, except there is a. Is there an ad? Uh, oh, there's tons of ads now. They probably realized like, oh, they were missing bad. opportunities. 
It's it's a friend finder. Let's see. So there's people near. Oh, there's people near Valparaiso. In case I'm interested in I, finding a new there's friend. There's no one near Valparaiso. False. Except the youngest person on here is Yasuzu, <laughs> <laughs> who is 29. The uh, oldest is 58. Ew. Uh, and there's all these things. It's like Latin American women, ladies, wait, ladies, wives dating singles. Ladies, there's what? Columbia. Latin American women, ladies, wives, dating singles. I know it's just—it's like they just threw in a bunch of buzzwords they knew would get a bunch right. of clicks. Yeah, and there's also uh, let's see, this is driving me crazy because the uh, the seizure robots are still going on in the background. But uh, if you start seizuring, <laughs> I'll make sure to call the uh, the the EMT, thank you the nine one one. So so these are late Latin women dating links. They've got Latin America, Colombia, Mexico. Dominican Republic, that kind of thing. Then there's one for Asian, and there's one for world, because those two parts aren't the world. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> including uh, black people are in part of the world. Yeah. International love. And then underneath it, are you looking for a loving, sincere, and faithful wife? Are you tired of the feminists here in the United States? <laughs> it seems like most ladies in the U.S. are liberated single American ladies who are trying to be compete with men. <laughs> they have forgotten how to be sweet. I have the answers. Uh, I have the answers for you. Look for a special, loyal, and devoted lady to spend the rest of uh, your life with from overseas. Single foreign girls can make the best wives in the world. They are loyal, devoted, and faithful, and believe that their husband should be the head of the family. It's like a, it's like a dog. Shall I continue? Um. Oh, there's more. This is a long-winded oh, ad. I know. I think you've just, by the way, I think you've just broken the record for uh, time on the the Japanese seizure robots page. No one stays I there that long. Think so too. Uh, listed above are the matchmaking companies that specialized in foreign matchmaking. The research, this research was done by our men with foreign wives as a service to you. Sure, it was. <laughs> Meet single ladies. Meet single ladies from all over the world, including Latin American, or I'm sorry, including Latin women, Colombian women, Mexican women, Dominican women, and Brazilian women. Man, that that then is then it goes. Then it starts. Then it starts to list all these things. So, if you want to meet more spicy girls, just check out the <laughs> Filipino, Indonesian women, black women, and Asian brides. Check out our new women now with Old El Paso. <laughs> and for those of you that have heard about Sweden women, go to Sweden and snuggle up. <laughs> well, you know what? All this proves that is fantastic. All this proves is that the clientele, uh, the man. clientele of Japanese seizure robots, uh, is apparently. Single men. You don't say. I'm sorry. Desperate, who, desperate single men. Yeah, who live in their parents' basement. Yes, and then and then they are you know they're 30 years old and they go to Japanese seizure robots for fun, just like we. That's do. right. <laughs> I. You know what? That was for science purposes. That was totally science. That was just absolutely. to see if it was still there, and it wound up being hilarious. And our conclusion is it it, it still exists. Yeah, but don't go on it. Yeah, well, no. I mean, if you're prone to seizures. <clears throat> but I well, feel also, I mean, that's it's like cram-packed with ads. Uh, I'm afraid I, to load it because I'm afraid it's going to, like, destroy the Google Hangout on my end. I will screen share. Hold on. Oh, please. I'm sure. I'm, I'm curious what Japanese seizure robots looks like on Google screen share. There you go. Oh, it's very slow. But it still has the UFOs, which is good. Ah, oh, there's the right. single ladies. Oh, look at... Yep, and then if you... Oh, uh, the 33-year-old was, was good-looking. The one on the far right there. Oh, she doesn't have a name. Why are they... Oh, I'm pretty sure the girl uh, uh, second to the uh, right there, uh, to the left of, of that whatever, uh, I'm pretty Which sure... One? No, 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 the other one. The other one. Here? No, no, yeah, that one. She is... Yeah. De that's a definitely a stock photo. Oh, absolutely. A website or something. I mean, yeah, these all definitely. are, obviously. Well, maybe not. I don't know. The one on the far right could be a real person. And then here's where all that blurb was down here. Ah. Uh, yeah, so that doesn't even feel. That doesn't even look like a. No, like it's ad. really sad now. Yeah, oh, this is this is so depressing. Japanese seizure. It's robots. really terrible. Man. Well, anyways, <clears throat> let's talk about right. the man. Am who, I back? Can mean? you see oh, me? Oh yeah, you're back now. No more Japanese seizure robots. Not uh, that I wouldn't love that. Shows. Not that I wouldn't love that. Okay. Ah, so sorry. We're still showing the seizure robots in my end. Uh, remember Felix Bumgartner, who was the Red Bull guy who's going to jump out of the hot air balloon. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I was going to jump from 23 miles above Earth. Above Earth. Yeah. Earth, I'm sorry. Earth. Yeah. Earth. Uh, Earth. Uh, he was going to pull his parachute around 5,000 feet up, so he'd, he'd fall 22 minutes, or 22 miles, until his chute is open. So he would just, 22 miles of straight free falling, 
and then yeah. he would finally open up his chute. Yeah. Um, that was supposed to happen today, and there was a live stream oh. of it today online. And Clearly it didn't. They, well, they went up in the balloon, right? And they were waiting for weather, and they were like, ah, oh, it's too cloudy and stuff. And then they finally were like, oh. Oh, yeah, the clouds. Yeah, clouds get in the way. Yeah. Well, he's got to be able to see where he's landing. I mean, I guess. Why? I don't know. He's got time to adjust. That's a good point. He's got 22 miles to adjust. Yeah. Uh, he's got plenty of time. <laughs> right. Uh, so he actually uh, didn't end up happening because of wind. Um, ah, yeah, yeah wind. Uh, wind. Which, by the way, wind. I don't care what day you wind. do it on, if you're falling from 23 miles up, there's going to be wind. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Yeah. So they're going to, I guess, do it all again. They haven't announced when they're going to try it again. But yeah, he went up in the balloon. The balloon went in the air. And if then, you're up there, just do it. I know, right? Uh, and then they were all like, oh, crap. chickened out. Or maybe they didn't go up. I don't actually know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. He probably chickened say. out. He probably did chicken out. But anyways, um, there's a Twitter account, by the way, for and I, br- I bring this up, and you'll know why in a minute. There's a Twitter account for the Mars rover, right? I've seen this. Yes, and it's called Sarcastic Rover. Is the name of the uh, the Mars the, the and it's just a, it's a, you know a comedy Mars rover account, and mm-hmm. it, and it tweeted today. Winds were pretty gusty when I freefalled onto Mars from 200 million miles up, but I just did it anyways, <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome mars rover one felix bumgartner zero uh, that's right I, yeah you, you probably did chicken. felix bumgartner you've got it i mean i don't know 22 miles of free falling how long yeah. would it take him to free fall like if i was if i remembered the speed of you know gravity and crap and how fast things fell which, which you don't i did some something in meters something with nine meters a second or something like that i don't know 90? No. Yeah, actually, I think that's right. Nine me- is it nine meters a second? I don't know. I, th- I, I think it is, actually. Let's find out. I'll look it up real fast. Um, speed of gravity. If I'm right, I'm be very impressed with myself. <laughs> I typed in speed of gravity. <laughs> a lot slower. Which is, than which is way better. <laughs> what was the answer to the speed of gravity? <laughs> Hold on. I'll go, back. I'll go back. I'll go back and type it in again. Speed of gravity. <laughs> I bet you Google would give you an answer. Um, oh, you know what? It's not. It just gives me some website. Oh, about the speed of gravy. No, it's some website called GameGravy.com, and I'm they talk about need uh, for speed. That's I'm just going to ask good. Google. Google. What? What is the speed of gravity? Let's see if she gets it. Oh, it's not giving me answers. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, 9.8 meters per second. That's right. That's it, 9.8. I was yeah. only eight-tenths of a meter off. That's pretty good for us people that haven't taken classes. <laughs> for for us stupid idiots, that's pretty good. <laughs> right. So I want. No, I don't feel like doing the conversion, but you could easily convert those miles into meters and then figure out how long it would take him to fall 22 miles, but I don't want to do that. So um, a long time, but you got a lot of thinking to do up there. You know, but yeah, uh, it'd probably be sex facing. He's <laughs> gonna be listening to some good sex face while he's That's while right. he's falling from the sky. He just falls on the ground. They're like Felix, what did you do for all that time while you were falling? <laughs> I listened to sex face, man. That stuff is good. That's right. Uh, uh, hot tug. This is where uh, we talk about the world's first wood-fired hot tub boat. How has that not been invented already? I ask I you. I don't know. Why did it take so long to invent this? Uh, I don't know. The hot tug can be used as a typical boat for six to eight people. Uh, when it is filled with uh, 2,000 liters of water, it becomes a floating hot tub. So That's amazing. Yeah, it's constructed from wood and fitted with glass fiber reinforced polyester. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a wood stove in the front of the boat, which heats the water in about two and a half hours, up to 38 degrees Celsius, and an integrated electric motor that allows you to cruise around for eight hours. So basically, you've got your that rules. Yeah, you've got your little rudder on the back that connects to your, you know, your motor, and you just you mm-hmm. just start that up. You put some wood in the wood fire grill. It heats up the water, and you just chill out in the hot tub while you're floating around in some body of water. That is the most fantastic thing I've ever heard of in my life. Why hasn't someone invented this before? I 
don't know. It looks awesome, by the way. We're wasting our time with other crap. And these people are getting it on in the hot in the uh, in the hot tub. Oh. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I want one if I uh, had a place to to do it. it. You know, if I had a place to put it in the water. It's a nice. great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I looked up your uh, conversion. I didn't do the conversion. I just looked it up. Uh, the guy. What good are you? Th- what are you? Go- the guy. Whatever. The guy did a thirteen-mile jump already. Yeah. That took just over three and a half minutes. So this one's probably going to be right around six and a half. Six minutes. and a half minutes. Yeah. That's a long time. Twenty-six would be about six minutes or seven minutes. So you figure. I mean, that doesn't. It's got to be somewhere between six and six and a half minutes. It doesn't sound like a long time, but like if you put that in the context of just like falling. Yeah, you're you're literally doing nothing yeah. for six and a like, half you, minutes. You can't do anything. You just fall. No. Like no. What's the longest most people on Earth? What's the longest they fall? Like if you fall down the stairs or something, uh, it's like a well, like a couple seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Tops. Tops. Yeah. So imagine just falling in air for six and a half yeah. minutes. That's terrible. That's gotta be weird. Do you know how much your your ears would have to just freak out? Well, he's got a helmet on that's like pressurized, obviously. I understand this, but still, I feel like you know. I feel like uh, that's not whatever. good for the body. I feel like you're stupid, Felix Bumgardner. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, you take it. You go. You go hang out with the University of Chicago people. Yeah, they're they're dumb too. That's right. Uh, uh this is another dumb uh, study, actually, as well. Uh, we're just full of dumb studies today. And none of Perfect. them are British. Damn it. I know. Hmm. Uh, research has discovered that looking at cute animals could actually help boost office productivity. Oh, God darn it. Don't tell me that those, like, motivational cat posters. Uh, no, I think this is like, uh, this means that you should have live animals in your office. I agree. I think uh, that you should have every every office should have an office dog and office cat, and a penguin and a penguin that'd be cool too. But the office yeah. dog could just like roam around the office, or he you know he could just like hang out and go like cube to cube and lick people's faces for five minutes, and then you know go to the next cube and it'd be great. Yeah, you could like throw him a ball for a couple minutes. Yeah, it'd be great fun, and it would lift morale. I would be so much more productive at work if there was a dog that came around every once in a while. Yeah, you'd be so looking forward to that dog break. Yeah, absolutely. Unless the dog started playing favorites. It would. You know it would. Well, of course, yeah. Whoever feeds it the most is whoever the dog's going to go to the most. Also, you know what would happen is you'd be like, oh, only an hour till dog break. It's like, oh, I can't get anything done in that hour. (laughs) Yes. Uh, An hour's too short to really get anything done. That's pretty much what it's like at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, I'm like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, well, I'm leaving at 5. I mean, like, what can I possibly do Right. (laughs) until then? Just completely checked out. Uh, by the way, this is actually from Japan. Japanese researchers did this study. Uh, they were, they required subjects to complete a hand-eye coordination task, 50% mm-hmm. having, having been shown images of baby animals first, 50% having looked at adult animals. So they all looked at animals in some capacity, but some were baby animals, which I guess baby animals are assumed to be cute, while adult they animals are. are assumed to be ugly or less cute. Yes. Those who had looked at the cute baby animals consistently outperformed those who had looked at the adult animals. This is so full of holes. This entire study is very holy. It's got it's very whole. whole it is a lot of holes. It's full of holes. Um, a spokesperson said results show that participants perform tasks requiring focused attention more carefully after viewing cute images. And this came from Hiroshima University. So oh, so they don't. So there you go. Yeah. I don't trust them. I do not trust that research. But not either. I think it's awful. But I do frankly. but I do think that it would be a good idea to have cute animals in the office. Yeah, that's a great plan. Look at us. We're breaking s- breaking some we're blazing some trails over here. Solving the world's problems. That's right. So bring animals to your office. Things will be better. I want to bring, like, a fish to my office just to have, like, a fish, you know, hanging out. Yeah, those are cheap. You could yeah. probably do that. I probably, probably could. Because what if I have I to feel be like... I feel like they wouldn't, wouldn't care. No, I don't, I don't think so. But I don't know that a fish yeah. would really, like, you know, 
make me more productive or lift my spirits or anything. It would if you get a beta fish. All you have to do is put a mirror in front of it, watch it attack itself. That's hilarious. I would rather get a hamster, an office hamster. Yeah, but those smell. So do fish sometimes. The fish food smells nasties. Fish food does smell nasties, but you can at least cover that up. With what? I don't know, putting it in a container, so that way you only have to smell it for like two seconds. Then I got you know what the, you know what the biggest pain in the ass about fish is is cleaning the water. Oh, that's the worst. Cleaning the water is the worst because you got to find a place. You got to corral the fish with a net, and then you got to find mm-hmm. a place to put the fish while you clean the water, and then you got to dump right. it out and scrub the bowl and fill it with water again and put the fish back in. Big pain in the butt. I know those self cleaning <coughs> tanks are awesome, but they're also a thousand dollars. I know. A Charlotte, uh, and this is in North Carolina, a Charlotte uh, school teacher told police mm-hmm. that a student put something in her coffee during class. Police say that turned out to be butt-enhancing pills. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm telling you. According to a All Charlotte right. Mecklenburg, uh, Mecklenburg must be a city near Charlotte, police report mm-hmm. the incident was reported Monday by 61-year-old Ellen Vick, a teacher at Independence High School in East Charlotte. She is listed on the school's website as a technical education teacher. A spokeswoman with the school district says the student has been disciplined according to the district code of conduct. No word yet on any charges from police. According to the report, investigators looking into the case found a container of glute boost, which had one full capsule and three empty capsules. She believes the substance was put into her coffee on Friday morning around 10 a.m. by someone who was in her classroom. A web search... A web search for glute boost, so Don doesn't have to look it up. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Because I would. I know you would. Brings up the <laughs> website where it is sold. The pills are billed as an, as a, quote, all-natural buttocks enhancement supplement. It's So it supplements your natural buttocks enhancement. That's wonderful. So she would go and get a big butt. That's what the joke was. Mm-hmm. We're going to give we're going to give a teacher a big butt. What was her name again? Uh, Ellen Vick. That's right, Ellen Vick. She was sixty one years old. Why would you? Hey, why would you do that to do to a human? Because uh, because you're bored. Because you're bored. That's really school. what it comes down to, and you suck because of it. So there. <clears throat> All right, you I, are suck. You are complete suck. Little mm-hmm. child who did that. That's right. Um, PSA time. If you're Aww. dyslexic. <clears throat> download this font. Uh, there's a free font that's been designed. It's called Open Dyslexic. It's been designed by this guy, Albor, uh, Alborado Gonzalez, and he's from New Hampshire, and it is a free font that apparently is supposed to make dyslexic people read easier. So apparently there was some research Research a while, a while back said that bottom-heavy fonts using lines that are thicker toward the bottom than the top, um, for some reason... Um, it means less page flipping and more successful reading for dyslexic people. So this guy was like, I'm going to make a font and give it out for free. So if you dyslexic, search open dyslexic and download the font and you will be cured. There you go. I don't know if you're going to be cured, but you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's close. All right. Idiot of the week nominee time. Uh, okay. No objections from Don. <laughs> All right. Nope. He's still listening to Sex Face. So I am. I'm, I'm getting my dubstep on over here. Is it at least good dubstep? That's not real. That's not <laughs> possible at all. Well, I mean, there's dubstep that's like light dubstep. Like, you know, dubstep that's not so... I don't know. I have yet to find it. Dubsteppy. Well, it's like the, Inter- the Internet Explorer commercial is a perfect example. Like, that song is is a song that is played on normal people radio because it's... Which song? The it feels like I oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that's that's I don't I wouldn't I don't know if that's 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 well I mean it's it's got components yeah, of dubstep it's, it's dubstep you're right it's considered dubstep but I it, but it's like I said it's dubstep light it's not like heavy sex face dubstep I'm gonna start using sex face to categorize the type of dubstep from now on okay so whenever I talk to people in casual convert uh, <laughs> I want I want to find somebody I hope somebody I work with likes dubstep and I can have a conversation about them and I can bring up sex face because there's yeah, there's just do. there's just no ever ch- well you got to check it out first because you know you want you don't want to go in ignorant about sex face yeah because I wouldn't want them to be like oh sex face I love sex face I have all their albums. Yes. 
Uh, right, because it could happen. You never know. I doubt anybody legitimately is a fan of Sex Face. They had some views on the YouTubes. Ooh, how many views? I am not going back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll have to get myself a Sex Face concert t-shirt, but... No, oh, of course. Yeah, as you know, that's a standard. Just, just wear it around. <laughs> just, just out and about. I walk in. I walk, <laughs> yeah, just you know. Walk into Panera. I'm wearing my sex face T-shirt. What of it? <laughs> Have you heard of sex face? They're great stuff. Uh, that's a, right. A Florida man died Friday night after consuming quote dozens of roaches and worms during a contest held by a pet store. Edward uh, Edward I almost called him Eduardo Edward Archibald. 32, Mm -hmm. collapsed after winning the repulsive contest at Ben Siegel Reptile Store. Uh, He was competing for a free python. Uh, Yeah, so that's a pretty good prize. Yeah. It's not not quite free tickets to the Sex Face concert, but it's pretty good. No, it's up there. (laughs) It's definitely up there. Investigators reported that Archibald, quote, wasn't feeling well and began to regurgitate shortly after the contest's conclusion. He had consumed dozens of roaches and worms, a sheriff's spokesman noted. He was pronounced dead after being transported to an area hospital. An autopsy was conducted, and the medical examiner is awaiting test results to determine his cause of death, although I have a pretty good guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to imagine it was the roaches and the worms. Probably. Um, it's a bad idea to eat a lot of roaches yeah. and worms. You know, yeah, they you're always, stupid, sir. They always say, though, that, like, you know... Uh, certain roaches you can eat. They're you know they're not bad for you, but I feel yeah. like eating them in mass is probably bad. Poor choice. Because like, what if one of them didn't die? Like, what if you forgot to chew one of them? Like, couldn't they theoretically like <laughs> gnaw and eat at your stomach lining and? Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, the acids in there probably take them out, but That's even true. still, That's true. The good news is That's, that shit crap. The good news is he does have a free python now. Or that's wh- great. Or whoever's in his will has a free pi- has a free python. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably more accurate. <laughs> Whoever he bequeathed. You kidding me? Someone that's someone that's go- entering a contest to eat roaches does not have a will. Next in line, next closest kin, they have yeah, a free python to- now. Whether it's a yeah. son, a wife, he was thirty-two. Maybe he's got kids. They got a free python. Oh, he has kids. Trust <laughs> me, he has kids. Maybe not on purpose. It- he probably doesn't know about them, but they're out there. <laughs> There's several of them. Uh, speaking yeah. of children and bad parents, uh, a Texas yeah. mother of five is expected to be sentenced Tuesday after admitting to gluing her two-year-old daughter to the wall and then beating her over potty training. You don't want to poop in the <laughs> toilet? Fine, I glue you to the wall and beat you. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, so- how it, that's, that's how Soviet Russia shit. That is Soviet <laughs> Russia. In Soviet Russia, toilet train you. <laughs> is the truth. Else you get glued to the wall. Uh, Elizabeth yes. Escalona. And sent to Gulag to make works. <laughs> Elizabeth Escalona uh, is 23. She was in Dallas County, Texas court on Monday as witnesses, including her mother and the pediatrician who cared for the toddler, testified in the first day of her sentencing hearing. Um, the entire picture was very shocking, said Dr. Amy Barton than uh, a child abuse pediatrician at Children's Medical Center of Dallas. Um, that's a bad idea. Is yeah, it, don't do that. She was also pregnant at the time. Oh, of course she was. So she had three other children. She put the fourth glue to the wall. How much glue do you need to glue a child to the wall? Well, probably not that. Yeah, well, if it's Gorilla Glue. That's a whole lot of Elmers. Well, as Gorilla Glue, she need to drop. <laughs> yeah. But you got a whole. I mean, if it's gorilla glue, that shit's gotta get held up there. She had to be pushed up you, against the wall before it dropped. You got, you I got, mean, you got pressed for at least one to five minutes. That's true. That's right. That's true. Probably closer to five because it's a child. Yeah, she, she really should have hung her up with command strips. It that would be the Velcro ones would be great because yeah. then she can just take yeah. her down again. This is terrible. Yep. This is really terrible that we're talking about this. Uh, and you know, you know what? No one, no one, no one listens to the show this long. So I think we're, <laughs> I think we're safe. Nope, except like us. Eh, you know, Brand. No, Brand won't. <laughs> uh, Kidding me? She didn't even know we were doing a show. No, she didn't. Get, she got thirty seconds in and then and then clicked out. No, she. Yeah, she didn't. This know. is stupid. Just, I don't like this. I don't know what happened to her. For all I know, she's glued to a wall somewhere. <laughs> Maybe she is <laughs> listening to some sex face. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, you became all alieny. You became. Oh wait, you gotta unplug and replug. I think. I don't know. Now you're. 
Now, hello? Oh, I lost you now. What? What is this? Now we lose... Now we lose Don. Don's got to leave the hangout and come back in because his audio is all screwed up. Right when we were talking about sex, sex face and uh, being glued to the wall, which is always good topics. And we have one more Idiot of the Week nominee coming up, but I'll wait for Don's return to, uh, <clears throat> to discuss that. I've never had to do this show alone. This is the first time, any time span on the show that I've ever had to be alone. It's awkward. It's so empty. And just terrible. Oh, wait, Don's back. Don's back now. Are you there? Yep, I'm oh, here. Thank, oh, wait, you're all crappy. St- wait, go talk. Really? Is it still bad? Oh, you're still alien-like. Oh, all right, let me try again. Oh, good. Now i got to awkwardly talk to the, uh, to, <laughs> to the listener again. You could just pause the show, <laughs> but okay. I already had to pause it once. Now, now Don's gone again, and we're back. Uh, just, just the two of us. Uh, what should we talk about in the interim? Uh, you can go to our website at WednesdayInterruption.com and subscribe to the show. Check us out. Listen to past shows. Facebook.com slash WednesdayInterruption is a great place to post story ideas. As a matter of fact, um, I want to go on there right now because there were a couple people who uh, posted stories. I know. Uh, oh, hey, Don's back. Hey. Oh, no more alien. Woohoo! I unplugged it and reset the internet. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. I had to have awkward silence with... With uh, with the listeners it was great. That's listener. Listener, the one, yeah. the one of them. I, I was go. I was just gonna talk about how people posted story ideas to our Facebook wall, and I ignored <laughs> I ignored them. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I actually have a story to bring up. Oh, so when we're, okay. Well, I, I, I do have a bonus idiot of the week if you're interested. Absolutely, we have one more idiot of the week, bonus idiot of the week, and then we got to talk about criminal mischief, and then yes. we'll be done. Yes. And then we'll be as done. well as one other thing that I found in this book that cracks me up. Okay. Uh, the unexpected inclusion of onions on a hamburger sent one Oregon man into what police call a McFurry because he was at McDonald's. The police were very witty. Uh, Probably Fury. It's McFury. I'm sorry, McFury. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're not as witty as the police. Is, no, I'm not. Or so. No. The Oregon. <laughs> Uh, the the report says that James John Leon, 50, reportedly threw a soda in a McDonald manager's face and smashed a cash register over the dispute. He walked, wow. in, he walked into a local McDonald's on September 23rd and ordered a quarter-pounder burger with un, without onions. When he returned home, he discovered that there were onions. So they went back? So he called the restaurant and he complained. He said, hey, guess what? There's onions on this. And they said, no big deal. We can give you a refund and a replacement burger. Uh, instead, he reportedly ate the offending burger anyway, and then he showed up at the McDonald's demanding a refund and a fresh burger. The McDonald's said, hey, you ate the burger, so we're not going to refund you yeah. or give you a free one. Right. And, uh, and then business works. Yeah. And then at that point, he threw a drink in the manager's face and picked up the cash register and smashed it. Ah, and this is a perfect segue because he was charged with first degree criminal mischief. Oh! Boom. I didn't even plan that. Perfect. So with that, what is criminal mischief? Criminal mischief, as defined by Section 220.3 of the Model Penal Code. Um, For those of you out there that don't know what the Model Penal Code is, it is not officially law. It is um, what everybody – it's it's a group of experts decided that these were going to be the things um, that people were charged for, the different offenses, the different things they could be charged for, how they were charged for them. Um, Most states have adopted the model penal code as law, but it's not technically set in stone. So Uh, that's the little disclaimer on the the MPC. Uh, Criminal mischief uh, is a uh, a person is guilty of criminal mischief if he, A, damages tangible property of another purposely, recklessly, or by negligence in the employment of fire, explosive, or other dangerous means listed in a different section. So I'm not going to go into that. So you some with explosives and fire. Um, it is yeah yeah uh, purposely, recklessly, or by negligence in the employment of fire, explosive, or other dangerous means. So that one he he's not charged with that one. No 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 no. Uh, section B purposely or recklessly tampers with tangible property of another so as to endanger person or property. I'd say so. He broke a crash register and he threw one of their drinks in their faces. Also, three, purposely or recklessly causes another to uh, suffer 
Uh, pecuniary loss by uh, deception or threat. A pecuniary loss is is monetary. Aha. So, uh, and then <clears throat> section two of this grading: criminal mischief is a felony of the third degree if the actor purposely causes uh, monetary loss in excess of five thousand dollars, which I don't know if he did, but I don't know how expensive a cash register is. Yeah. Or a substantial interruption or impairment of public communication, transportation, supply of water, gas, or power, or other public service. So there's a lot of things that are criminal mischief. Yeah, it's basically it's it's tampering with with specific property as to endanger either that person or property, um, or it's also a misdemeanor if the loss is excess of a hundred dollars, or petty misdemeanor if it's excess of twenty five dollars. Wow. If there's no monetary loss, it's simply a violation. Ooh, violation. But if there is monetary loss. He broke a friggin' cash register. Yes, and uh, yeah. And he also was charged with something else, but I closed it by now. But <clears throat> I think it was just disorderly conduct and yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, criminal mischief is is a real thing. It's just got a hilarious name. So that's a proper. I, th- I think it's a proper uh, charge yeah, for that absolutely. guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we know what criminal mischief is. We can be informed right. hosts now. That's right. And Mary Kate and, and Brienne have no idea. That's that's correct. All right. Who is your bonus idiot? Uh, this actually came from one of my friends who's. Uh, I don't know. He reads this kind of stuff. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. That's right. Uh, This has been a. I'm just gonna. It came from Louie. Just out with it. Yeah. So. So he is a long time listener, first time caller. Right. Right. And this is a. um, This is a story from May, but it's hilarious. Um, Local teenager Travis Monroe in San Diego, California, is safe and back with his family today after being rescued by a platoon of Navy SEALs. Monroe 17 was captured months ago from his suburban home by an Al-Qaeda cell and later shown in a terrorist propaganda video released out of Yemen. So he was rescued by all these Navy SEALs um, after being stolen by Al-Qaeda. The bizarre kidnapping came as a surprise for authorities who spent weeks attempting to discover the terrorist motives. The 17-year-old McDonald's fry cook didn't seem like a worthwhile target for an international terrorist organization. (laughs) The most combat he had seen was on Call of Duty. So, uh, all of this stuff. So they started to look into this. So here it is. Uh, This is from Lieutenant Commander Charles Ames of Navy Intelligence. He says, quote, when we checked Mr. Monroe's Facebook, we discovered an extensively crafted profile outlining him as being a member of the dissolved SEAL Team 6. <laughs> it even came with a full set of pictures, including one fast roping out of a Black Hawk helicopter, which on closer observation was actually him sliding down a playground fire pole in air, uh, an airsoft guard with a Black Hawk photoshopped into the background. <laughs> it would have been even, he said, it would have convinced even me, except for the fact that I know no Navy uh, Navy SEAL is effing dumb enough to put this on Facebook. <laughs> wow. Uh, Chief uh, Chief John, I don't know who this guy is, but he says, uh, I, there's some language here, but I'm just going to say it because who cares? He says, these shit brain keyboard commandos think it's really cool and badass to act like special operations forces. <laughs> It probably seemed like all fun and games for him on Call of Duty. So this kid is dumb. Yes. And he deserved to be captured by Al-Qaeda. Wow. End Ouch. of story. Nice stuff. Yeah. So I like I like that guy, too. Bonus idiot. Yeah. Oh, man, we just packed so much stuff into the show today. I know. I oh. got one more thing. Oh, gosh. That I want to what? read here from the, um, from the model penal code. Uh, it is a... Uh, it is a crime... Failure to prevent catastrophe. <laughs> what does that mean? A person who knowingly or recklessly fails to take reasonable measures to prevent or mitigate a catastrophe commits a misdemeanor if he a knows that he is under an official contractual or other legal duty to take such measures, or he did or assented in the act causing or threatening the catastrophe. So if somebody's like, there's going to be a catastrophe. I know it's going to happen. And then doesn't do anything about it. He totes can get arrested. Whoa. What does a catastrophe mean, by the way? Well, like, what is the uh, definition of a catastrophe? See, when I was reading that... Because, um, like, you could totally, like, I'm going to... Aha. You could do this. You could be like, there was a weatherman who knew a tornado or a hurricane was coming, but they didn't say anything, and then it right. happened. Catastrophe. That's right. Um, I was under the... See, I was thinking of, of Sim City. So, like, Naturally. I have caused this hurricane, but didn't warn my citizens. Well, yeah, but, but, but that's not real. Says you. <laughs> you can't actually cause hurricanes. 
those fake people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, they don't. You're right. Yeah, so there. <laughs> they think it's all real. Yeah, but I just thought that was funny. You can get in, you can get in trouble for not preventing catastrophe. It's got to be hard to prove, by the way. That can't be easy to prove. <laughs> right? You could have prevented this catastrophe, you bastard. Yeah, the guy's just got to be like, I don't know about it. And like, is it even worth your while? It's a misdemeanor. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's probably not even worth the like investigation costs. No. I want to find somebody who's been charged with failure to prevent catastrophe. Uh, uh, I don't. I, nah, yes. We don't have time. No, no, no. We'll outsource it to the listeners. Oh, that's a good idea. I like how listener, we outsource things to them. It's great. Listener, if you're out there, <laughs> um, if you're still listening to this, you've gone by now. Uh, please turn off your sex face and find <laughs> someone that was charged with preventing it. Stop, no. pu- stop pumping your sex face. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to real work. Like, Stop looking for Asian women on Japanese seizure robots. <laughs> uh, it's time to find real work. That's awesome. right. That's right. Well, all right. I think that's going to do it for the show. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Episode number 140 for Wednesday, October 10th, 2012. Uh, all right. Hopefully we'll be back next week with everybody. Eh, I don't care. Yeah. All right. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Goodbye. Sex face. <laughs> <laughs>